Morena, Morena, Morena. No, my Haramai ki Hamilton Elam. Ah, call Lois Dawn and Tokuingai. It's all right, don't worry, I can't call it all Māori fully yet, but I'm on my journey. So we're going to go to English. Amen. I'm on my journey. On my journey. Hey, how you all doing this morning? Gosh. So I just want to share a quick something, something with you. So, um, when Pastor Polo asked me to come speak on Mother's Day, I was like, she went home to her husband. <laughs> and then he goes, she goes, I found someone to speak on Mother's Day. It's Lois. And he goes, Lois Walker. She goes, no. Lois McGregor. No. Lois Dolan. <laughs> oh. So to my pastors, I honour you. Thank you for allowing me this time and space to be here. Because you see, I can, I can do this, because this, this is my thing. This is my thing, worship leading is my thing. But this, this. Remove your sandals because this is holy ground. That's not why well, I'm not wearing shoes. I'm not wearing shoes because I'm in steel caps all week, so this is just my comfort this year. So. But yeah, God bless you. I've got two scriptures for you this morning. And if it looks like I'm reading from a book, it's because I am. <laughs> because Holy Spirit placed a word on my heart and I had to write it how I heard Him say it. And so I need to be able to say it how I heard Him write it. And so if it looks like I'm reading from a book, it's because I am. Because what I don't want is flesh lowers to rise up and come and stuff it all up. So I've got to read it how I wrote it, how I heard it. Amen. Amen. So my scripture comes from Isaiah 55. Verses 10 and 11, it's not, a, it's not an unknown scripture, it's, it's not an uncommon one. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it probably will accomplish, but it may accomplish, but it shall accomplish what I please. You see, there's some guarantee connected to my Word. There's some insurance connected to my Word because it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And so um, as I was prepping this Word, God gave me a Word and the face that I saw was our senior pastor. And so pastor, this one's for you and your wife because you do things better together. And so God gave you this mould when you took on the senior pastorship and He sent a word to you both. And the word says that, um, seek ye first the kingdom. There's many scriptures that refer to the kingdom. And I'm like, well, God, what example do we have of a kingdom here in Aotearoa? That example would be the kingitanga. That's our example. And so the word also says that Jesus is the king of kings. And so you're it for this, for this establishment. You're it. And I'm not saying this to put pressure because God put you in this mold and you put a word on your heart. And so only you can do what you do the way that you do it in this generation. And so when the word comes, your answer should always be yes and amen. And us as your, as your people, as your armor bearers, 
should yes and amen. So whatever God gives you, it is a yes and amen. And people can have opinions of what you do and how you do it. But God gave you this mold and he gave you that word. And so it's yes and amen. 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 And so I think that in this generation of people, whether you're a millennial or a baby boomer, anyone alive in this generation that has allowed us to expose fallacies and truths that has been necessary for us to grow and become authentically. And one of those things we have been able to expose is this notion. I have a eight-year-old and a four-year-old and when I was growing up we used to say this thing that I don't ever hear them saying anymore and I think it was because somewhere along the line we decided we can't say that sticks and stones may break my bones but words can't hurt me (laughs) fraud fraud When did we stop saying that? Was it when we got into adulthood? Well, actually, I think I'd rather some sticks and stones hurt me because words have done a number on me in the past. Amen, is anyone connecting with this? Words have done a number on me. And so words are molds. They create this hollow shape that have no power unless we step into what that word says. Now, I don't know if you've tried to give someone a compliment and they didn't believe it for themselves and so they rejected it. Like, girl, I think you're losing weight. Oh no, child, I'm fat. Oh, okay, I thought I was just giving you a compliment, but if you say, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna smash it. Oh no, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling with what I'm doing. Oh, okay, I thought I was trying to help you, but if you say, There is something about us hanging on to certain words that render us unable to take on a new shape. There are some words that have been spoken over our life, that have been spoken over us when we were children, that have been spoken over us when we were in high school, that have been spoken over us when we were in business meetings. And those words have now become the mold that determine what is possible for our life. And so those words created a shape. And so it's important for us to realize that when words create shapes, that they create not good shapes. Or otherwise we'll just receive any word and one day we'll be wondering, why can't I dream any higher than this? Why don't I think of myself more than I do? I don't really think I'm beautiful because everyone said I was ugly. I don't really think that I can do anything because everybody told me I wasn't smart, just like my father. This word that has been spoken over me created this mold. And if I'm honest, I'm trying to break out of the mold. Amen, are you still still tracking with me? Still tracking? Well, it must be that you're intensely listening, amen. And so when I, when I first started in ministry and the music ministry. I remember getting off the stage and sitting at the back of the church and the pastor pointed me out right at the back. Sister, if you don't think you're good enough, you're right, you're not. But see, I was good enough to know that that word was trying to shape my outlook. And so I said, "Mm -mm, no, no, I reject that. I reject that. 
But you have to be aware that words that don't go rebuked and words that don't go rejected create shapes and perceptions down on the inside of you. And so every now and then you've got to reject a word because you're trying to make me take on a shape that I can't take on anymore. Amen. Amen. And so on one hand, you have to step out of a mold. But on the other hand, we have to step into a mold. My subject today, if you haven't already clicked on, is fit the mold. Because God also has a word that is a mold, that is supposed to shape you. But His mold and the words of all the other people along the way are in competition. You see, God has this vision for me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God has this vision for me that I'm supposed to break generational curses off of my family. He spoke a word, He spoke a word, but now I have to become that word. And in order for me to become that word, I have to break the mold off of all the other words that I have received. And it's not always easy to break the mold that has shaped us since we were children, that have shaped our mothers and that have shaped our fathers. But we come to this point in our life where we say to ourselves, I've got to get into the mold. I've got to fit the mold that pre- God predestined before the foundation of the world. I have to fit into this mold. And when we read Isaiah verse 11, I love it. Because God's Word says that it goes forth from my mouth and it shall not return to me void. Void means empty. It goes out void. It goes out as a word that goes out looking for someone who can fit the mold. And so when it comes back to me, it's not empty because I found someone who can fit the mold. You know how people say that what God has for me is for me. That's kind of true and kind of not true. Have you anyone heard that? What God has for me is for me. Kind of true and kind of not true. Because what God has for the earth, He has for the earth. And He's not going to put His plans on hold whilst you go on and live your life and decide whether or not you're going to submit yourself. Because this Word has to accomplish what it was sent to accomplish. And I don't have time to wait for you. So you're going to answer the call or you're not going to answer the call. But I'm trying to find somebody who will fit this Word. I don't care where they've come from. I don't care who was in their life or who was not in their life. But I've got to find someone who can fit this mold. Who's willing to sacrifice to fit this mold? Who's willing to give some things up to fit this mold? I'm looking for some people who don't, don't have to have it their way. Who don't mind having it my way. You may have to lose some things in the process. But what you're going to gain in the long run is going to be worth what you end up losing. Amen, I'm looking for someone who can fit this mold. Looking for someone who can fit this mold. I'm the first person in my family to think like this. I'm the first person in my family to walk like this. I can't afford to give up right now because I'm trying to fit a mold. I can't afford to back down right now because I'm trying to fit a mold. I came too far. I've already broken out of who I used to be, but I haven't quite stepped into who I'm going to be. I'm trying to fit a mold. Trying to fit a mold. I hope this isn't too churchy for you, but I'm a church girl under all of this. 
Amen. Amen. God gave me a word. And that word's not going to come back to him void. And it's not coming back to me empty because it's not coming back to him empty. I have to become the person who can fit this mold. I love it because what this says to me is that if his word is not coming back to him void, that means that man's word may have to come back to them void. Amen. So that God's word doesn't come back to him void. That's why you've got to reject certain words because the words you, that take you out of shape, so you've got to return it to the sender. I can't afford to receive that mold. I've got to let you take that word back. And sometimes you have to send that word back without permission from the other person to receive it. Because when that pastor said that to me, I didn't even have to have a confrontation with him. I just had to say something in my spirit. I had to say something in my spirit that says I don't receive that fear. I don't receive that anxiety. I don't receive that discouragement. Those words that you spoke to me are coming back to you empty. I think somebody needs to let a devil know somewhere. You may have spoken a word, but I'm sending that word back to you. It's coming back to you void. You know why? Because God's word is coming back full. And if God's word is coming back full, that means that there are some lies. There are some lies that the enemy has spoken over my life. There are some lies that generational curses have spoken over my life. And it's coming back to you void. I got a word from God and that's going to make your word come back to you void. Because when I get finished filling out this word that God gave me, there ain't going to be no room for your word. For your word and His word in my life anymore. And if your word don't look like His word, then your word's got to go. Because I'm trying to fit into something. I'm trying to become somebody. And in order for me to become somebody, I've got to send some things back. Still tracking with me? Oh, okay. Still tracking me. What if, just what if, we have become so loyal to the wrong molds? What if our whole paradigm about who we can be and how we are is really just a reflection of words that have been spoken over us? And we are so loyal to that mold that we cannot take on this new form. What if I'm loyal to the wrong words? Is it my word or their word or God's word? And if I can't answer, then I've got to take my hands off everything. Because at the end of the day, I want to be aligned to something I know is going to accomplish something in the earth. Be aligned with any old person's word because I don't know where that word's taking me. But when I align with God's word, I know that it is going to accomplish what it was sent to do. And I don't know about you, but I've wasted enough time. I don't have any more time to just be passing. I'm trying to make every moment count. It may say I'm juvenile to some of you because you still got some time to waste. But when you've been through hell, come out on the other side there's something about it that makes you say I just can't go anywhere I just can't think what I want I just can't do whatever I've got to be aligned with something I know is going to accomplish what God has predestined it to accomplish 
So let's go talk about God's words because that's what we need, God's words. Amen. And so of all the analogies, see, this is the type of thing that God does. He places this thing on my heart and I'm like, I'm being honest, bro, that's quite a big word. Do I have to go and study it down so that it makes it look like I know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. So out of all the analogies to use, God uses the analogy still cracking up. You should, have, you should hear the conversations that I had with God. So he uses the analogy for his word. He uses rain and snow. Wait for it. Precipitation. Come on. Come on. Oh, I said it. Precipitation. Amen. He says that. <clears throat> Here we go. I've got to read it how I wrote it because it's got to come out how it should come out. Precipitation comes from above. It falls to the ground and it changes the state of the ground. Amen. And so my word is like precipitation in that it comes from above. It falls down into your soul and then it produces what was already down on the inside but could not come forth until the word hit us. So we've been in our home now for a year, just over a year. And I got to buy all the plants, so I know all the plants that sprout up on my property because I bought them and I planted them. And just a quick side note story because I'm just nervous. Um, when I was 14, we did asparagus and we're picking the asparagus and it's all dirt if you all know asparagus. Anyway, at the end of the day, I went to my boss and I looked at my hands and I looked at my boss and I said, my hands weren't made for dirt, I quit. <laughs> I quit hands weren't made for dirt. And then I got all stroppy with my mother because at the end of the week, my twin sister got paid more than me. And I was like, where's all my money? She goes, you quit. You only lasted a day. Your hands weren't made for dirt. Anyway, that's just a side note. It's very nice. Anyway, so I know all the plants. But when I sit in my bedroom, when we've had that big lot of rain that's come, I'm getting somebody, I'll bless you soon. Uh, when we had that big lot of rain come, I sit on my bed and we look out the door because we've got a door there, around the slider that looks out. Anyway, these, these plants start popping up and I'm like, I oh, know I didn't plant those plants because they look like expensive plants and I'm budget, so I'm just going to buy the budget flowers. But they're, they're popping up because the rain. And so they, what did I write? There was something about the precipitation and producing from the earth something that was never supposed to be there, I guess, but was always there, but was just waiting for the right word. Someone got, someone got it. My precipitation, my word is like precipitation and that falls from heaven and into your soul and then it produces what was already down in there but could not come forth until the word hit it. Amen. I was happy when I, when I got to learn about precipitation. I was like, oh, that's a good word. That's a big word. I can put that into my kit there. Um, and then I got really excited when I, when I read what precipitate means. Precipitate means that it is in someone or something suddenly into a particular state or condition. God says, I can send a word that suddenly changes your state or condition. Amen. I can send a word. And if you dare to receive this word, if you dare to break out of the mold and receive this word, I can suddenly change your state or condition. 
I think that the apostles would say that suddenly there came a sound like a mighty rushing wind. That suddenly thing. Amen. God says that you don't have to wait for it. I'll do it suddenly. You don't have to postpone it. No one has to validate it. I'll do it suddenly. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Amen. God, give me a suddenly word. God, I need a suddenly word. Amen. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. And so suddenly like that. Like the snow and the, the rain comes down from heaven and it falls into your soul. And so suddenly this precipitation has changed my state, but now it's making me bring forth and bud. Making me bring forth and bud. Those are two different things because you can bring forth but not bud. Let me break it down. You can bring forth and nobody knows what's happening in you, but you and the God who sent the rain. Amen. Other people don't know it now, but I'm, I'm coming forth. Amen. You can't see it now because it's not budding season. The season hasn't changed yet, but I received a suddenly in my spirit. And when I received a suddenly in my spirit, I started coming forth. Started. And there is a promise connected to fitting his mold. Not only will you discover what he places down on the inside of you, but his word promises that what he produces from you is going to be seed to the sower. What does that mean? That means I'm going to produce seed. I'm going to multiply this thing. I'm going to multiply that thing that I'm doing on the inside of you. And it's going to be seed to the sower. And all of a sudden, people are going to see what I did in your life. And they're going to take that seed of what I did in your life and go and plant it somewhere else. Don't be mad when people take your seed. Be mad when they take your word. You can have my seed but you can't have my word because God will give me another seed, but he can't give me another word. I'm not mad when you walk away with my idea. I'm not mad when you try and live like me. That seed to the sower, I was supposed to inspire you. I was supposed to make you wanna come, but what you cannot have is my word because my word is what produced the seed. And I don't know who you are this morning, but someone's taken your seed. And when they took your seed, they made you feel like there was no room for your idea. There was no room for your anointing or your calling. But you let them take your word. You let them take your power. The power was never in the seed. The seed is the byproduct of when the word hits. Amen. And so you can have my time, you can have my money, but you can't have my word. You can't have my word. You can't have my word. My word is what I know God is going to accomplish through me. You may do what I do the way that I do it, but you cannot have my word. My word says that I'm the only one that can do what I do the way that I need to do it in this generation. 
And so you can imitate it. You can take it and go and plant it somewhere else. But you cannot stop my momentum unless you take my word. And so I feel like someone this morning needs to take their word back. Somebody just didn't just walk away with your heart. They walked away with your word and now you don't believe in love anymore. Now you don't believe in marriage anymore. Now you don't believe in your talent anymore. They didn't just take your seed, they took your word. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you can go back into the enemy's camp. Oh, I wish someone knew their word this morning. You can go back into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole. Amen. I'm coming back for my word. You can keep that seed. I got more seed. I'm coming back for that word. I'm coming back for my creativity. I'm coming back for my power. I'm coming back for my anointing. I'm coming back for my word. I'm coming back for my word. I'm the only one that can write this script. I'm the only one who can write the story. That's what the word told me. I don't care what you produced. And until that word accomplishes what it was sent to do, it will not return to God void. Amen. So I got to stay connected to this word. My promise is connected to this word. His glory is connected to this word. Amen. And so seed to the sower. That's fine. You can take my seed. I've got more seed. But you can't have my word. You cannot have my word. And then it says it would be bread to the eater. Sustenance. Someone is going to be connected to you because of the sustenance that that word provides them. Amen. And so there are seed relationships and there are bread relationships. My husband feeds me good bread. I am sustained not because of the dinners and not because of the movies and not because of the dates, but because of the word that is on his life. It feeds me, it nourishes me, and I am connected to him. I sat down and I ate it at his table. So you need people in your life who are going to give you bread. I don't want to get high. I don't need no alcohol. I can feed myself. I need bread. Do you have something that is going to sustain me? Do you have something that's going to help move me into the next dimension? I need bread in this season. I can't do chocolate no more. That sweet tooth gets me in trouble. Amen. I need some bread. I need some sustenance. Amen. And then the last thing connected to this word, the ultimate, most important promise is that my word is not coming back to me void. And it's not coming back to me empty. I'm sending it out hollow and I'm waiting for someone to fill it. So when it comes back to me, you see, my word is on a mission. And that mission is for my word to come back to me full. Amen. And so God gives me this hollow word of this this hollow word of a or hollow mold of a word of um, marriage counselling that we do. I'm looking this way because this is my husband. And I'm like, help me, help me. It's not helping. 
So God gives us this mold of a marriage ministry. And so when we go back to the Father, I can say, God, this is what I did with that mold that you gave me. And I can present to him 1.1 million marriages. God, this is what we did with that mold and how we helped them. Jesus went out blameless. He made him who had no sin to become sin. He went out void, but he came back full with our sins and our iniquities. Amen. So that nothing could stand in our way anymore. You see, God's got a history of sending out words that are hollow so that you can bring them back full. And what I want to know is what are you going to do with that hollow word that God has given you? And what are you going to present to Him when you get back to heaven? God, this is who I helped. This is who I saved. This is what I did with that mold that you gave me. Amen. And so God's word says that it shall accomplish. It shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing and the thing for which I sent it. So when you want to talk about no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that's what it's talking about. Because I live my life under a word. And because I live my life under a word, I'm guaranteed to prosper in the thing. Amen. And so just in closing, because I'm mindful of the time, um, just quickly want to end with this. That word that God gave you, it may be optional to you. But to someone else, it's not optional. Someone else has decided that it is not optional that I become who I must be. It is not optional. Everyone else can keep living the way that they're living, but I have come to a place in my life where it is no longer optional. I can't keep doing what everybody else did. I tried, but I ended up coming back empty. But I want to come back to fit this mold so that I can find the thing that I've been called to prosper in. This is my thing. And I will prosper in this thing. I'll stand up here, then you'll get it. This is my thing. And I will prosper in this thing. Amen. And I believe that there are those out there that needs to know a thing. And so this morning, if you need prayer to fit back into that mold because you've had some words that have been spoken over you that are in conflict with this new thing that God wants to do, I want to encourage you this morning to come seek out Pastor Ants because I'm sure he'll be happy to pray over you and with you and for you. Amen. And so that's, that's me for this morning. Fano, thank you so much for coming. But in all seriousness, Fitting the mold.